Welcome to the Clay Young Show. Clay Young here for another edition of the Clay Young Show, as luck would have it, on podcast. 225.com and on iTunes for Apple device users. You can also download the show at podcast225.com. And now introducing, we are also up at the Talk 107.3 app. That's Talk 107.3 FM located in Baton Rouge. It's an app that's brought uh, to you locally there by the folks at Bayou Buick GMC and uh, you can go to the Talk 107.3 app. At the bottom of the app, click the or press the More button. And in the list of categories about on-demand audio, the blogs, you also see Clay Young. And I am a traditional podcast, okay? The audio that you hear uh, on the podcast225.com website or on iTunes or now on the Talk 107.3 app is original audio that is not from someplace else. It, what you hear is what we record for you. And I appreciate the way that people use this podcast because you use it the way that I use it. I listen to many podcasts, some of them all in one sitting or as I'm in the office or if I'm commuting someplace or over the course of a day, I'm listening, I stop, I do something, I listen more because I enjoy it. And that's what we expect and what we hear from many people who listen to our show. And we're trying to increase the number of places where you can find us. Special thanks to Gordy Rush and the folks at Guarantee Broadcasting in Baton Rouge for giving us the opportunity to give you this show on their app, the Talk 107.3 FM app, and you can get that right now. And much like this show, the app is free. Can't really beat free. So there you go. The Talk 107.3 app and the Clay Young Show available to you, powered by podcast225.com. Our guest this week is the Louisiana Secretary of State, Tom Shedler. I first met Tom in, I think, 2012 uh, when I was uh, doing a morning radio show in addition to everything else I had going on. Boy, one day I'm going to spend time talking about that period. And I found him to be a nice guy, very nice guy. And he's back uh, today to talk with us about his candidacy for re-election, but mostly about what's happening with the electorate in Louisiana. You heard a little bit of that last week with John Cuvion, who was our guest on the show. Uh, today, Tom's going to talk with us about what's happening with the electorate, where the numbers are, and it's going to be surprising to you to hear which gender is vastly outperforming the other. Some of you might even know what that is, but he's going to give you some numbers and talk about some of the new things that they're doing with technology. He talks about security. He's going to talk about the whole ID, photo ID issue that goes on at, uh, at the polls on Election Day. He talks about uh, why he should be considered for re-election. I personally think he's done a, he's done a good job. And you will hear him articulate why he thinks he deserves another term as secretary of state. He also talks about some changes that Louisiana has seen in terms of the number of elections that we've had. Some of the numbers that he gave me, I just it's mind blowing to know the number. By the way, you, you'll hear this in the podcast, but it's like twelve hundred dollars per precinct on an election. If you think about the number of precincts just where you are now, say twelve hundred dollars per precinct all over the state. And he breaks down many more of those numbers during the show. So Tom Shedler is our guest on this edition of the show. Next week, we're going to be talking with David Savona, who is the executive editor of Cigar Aficionado magazine. Ladies who are listening, if you're thinking about Christmas gifts for your, your husband or significant other, might want to listen to that, even if he isn't into cigars. There could be something in there that he may want because the magazine also talks about watches and cars and clothes and all kinds of things, libations, all of that. And we will talk about that with David Savona, who is our guest on next week's edition of the Clay Young Show on podcast 225.com. Back with Louisiana Secretary of State Tom Shedler after this. Have you ever wanted to host your own podcast? Coming soon, Clay Young Enterprises and Podcast 225 will be giving you your big chance. You'll be able to use professional broadcast equipment to create a podcast that you can be proud of. You'll have an engineer and a professional show open and close. 
The Clay Young Show is already considered one of the best podcasts in the state. Get the same audio quality and professional packaging for your very own podcast. Stay tuned for more details. Your chance to have your own show is coming soon. This is The Clay Young Show on podcast225.com. Tom Shedler is the Louisiana Secretary of State, and he's, he's our guest on this week's edition of the show on podcast225.com. Tom, how are you, my friend? Doing well, Clay. Great, great to see you again, and thanks for the opportunity. So this is, this is a busy time of year. I know that as Secretary of State, you have a lot that goes on during the year, but, but this is game season for you. This, this is game day. I always say it's like Super Bowl and, uh, you know, the Final Four all in one. And, uh, you know, statewide and, of course, presidential elections, which we'll have next year, yeah. are the biggies. And uh, they come down from there. But, uh, you know, we get up. And, of course, I have my own election to worry about That's at the right. same time. But you still got to run the office and make sure everybody else gets elected in an uh, appropriate way. So you're originally from the New Orleans area. You can tell by this accent. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, born and raised. <laughs> right. uh, I've tried to kick it, Clay, but I can't. <laughs> I don't think you should. Yeah. I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those... Uh, you know, you fall in love with New Orleans when you go there, especially the food. Well, there's no doubt. Food, the people, of course, I'd say that about all Louisianians, yeah. but uh, the food you can't beat. I always tell people if someone asks, where do I go to grab a meal in New Orleans? And I say, any place cooking. <laughs> good, good comment. Good comment. <laughs> That's Any place cooking is a good place to eat in New Orleans. So how'd you, where'd you go to school down there? The, I, the I went story? to uh, De La Salle High School, mm-hmm. and, and then I went to uh, what, what was then USL. You right. know, they changed the name every right, uh, century, right. I believe, right. but uh, it's now a ULL, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, met my wife there, been married to that same girl 44 years in January, uh, three beautiful daughters, all married, and four great uh, grandchildren. And then you get into politics. What led you into politics? Well, you know, uh, kind of by happenstance, uh, I was not one of those. Uh, I actually despised politics and politicians yeah, coming up. Yeah. I was not one to be student body president and the like. Uh, I got into it by happenstance almost uh, when I fought something as my homeowner uh, in my homeowner group. They elected mm-hmm. me a president, and I lasted 10 years. Oh, my I gosh. gave that up. Caught the eye of my local councilman uh, who I became friends with. He asked me if I'd be on the zoning board and yeah. chaired that for about eight years. And then when he decided not to run, he approached me about running. I was And I was very reluctant and hesitant. Did so. Glad I did. Uh, did a term and a half there in the city government uh, and then went on to the state senate for three terms, term limited out. Then, of course, I went with Jay Darden, who I'd served mm-hmm, with in the mm-hmm, senate mm-hmm. as his number two for three years. And then when he was successful in a special election, I then was an appointed for roughly 11 months, ran, right. and I'm finishing my first elected term. So how would you sum up your first term, first elected term? I, I, I think successful, and, I, yeah. and I obviously I'm running on that record, mm-hmm. uh, Clay. Uh, you know, aside from the earlier elected positions, uh, we, we need to just focus on what I'm reapplying for. And my right. wife always says when she hears me comply, she says, stop applying and stop accepting. But, but the point is this, we've done some great things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've moved ourselves up uh, with Pew Charitable Foundation to number 18 last year. Right. Uh, most improved state uh, in the group. Uh, Talk know, about some of the things that you've done. Well, List a few you things. Know, this, I mean, 85% of our eligible voters registered to vote, ranks mm-hmm. third in the country. Uh, now, we got to improve on participation, sure, and we'll sure. get into that. Uh, we were the third state in the country to offer online registration. A yeah. lot of people are taken back. Red State, Louisiana, yeah. wow, yeah. online registration, yeah. been wildly successful. Only one of two states that actually have had an improvement in participation from 08 and 12 presidential elections. Uh, the first state in the country to offer GoVote.com, yeah. that award-winning I use that thing app. all the well, time. Thank you. Yeah. It, it, it has taken on fire. Uh, the hits are in the millions uh, mm-hmm. during election season. Uh, seven to eight states of my colleagues in the National Association are, are emulating that in one way. It may be the volunteer program in Tennessee, the Wildcat mm-hmm. program in Kentucky, but it is something that originated here. We're very proud of it. Uh, the Honor Vets program that we were talking on off yeah. air that honors yeah. veterans uh, symbolically with your with your vote, uh, that you can get a, a lapel pin and or a certificate to give to that soldier, uh, uh, whether they deceased or not. I, I did one for my dad and my father-in-law, gave it to my mother-in-law mm-hmm. and uh, mother. Um, so we've, we've done a lot of good things. I was elected uh, the National Association president, of which I currently serve. I will end my term in June of next year. I'm only the second Louisianian to serve in that capacity. Wow. It's the oldest uh, nonpartisan 
elected group a body in the country out of Washington. Wow. Wade O. Martin is the only other Louisiana that served in the yeah. 40s. So yeah. I'm very honored by that, not because of what I've done, but because we have done as a collective group. Great staff, been around a long time. Uh, and, you know, you just stay out of their way, basically. Sure. They know what they're doing <laughs> yeah. and if they need assistance, we're there. So what do you do on a date? Let's take elections off the table. And, and I've, I had this conversation years ago with Jay when he served in that capacity. But I don't think the average Louisiana right. knows Louisianan knows what the hell the Secretary of State does. So let's talk about that. What do you do on a day-to-day basis? All right, well, Clay, just to tell you, I, I, in speaking, even during my last campaign, I always say nobody knows who the Secretary of State is. The second group has no clue what we're doing. The third group don't care about That's one or two. That's right. But but very busy. You know, elections, chief elections officer, Mm -hmm. we do not do that in and of ourselves. We do that in conjunction with 64 elected clerks and 64 appointed ROVs, register of voter. Uh, And we each have our lanes of which to travel, but we're somewhat the hub of quarterback. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are constantly in an election cycle. Now, I have I did in 2010 a bill that reduced elections uh, dramatically. So many. We were the highest uh, in at least the 26 state we measured in the south. We had 70 elections from January of 05 to December 10 in 60 months somewhere in Louisiana. And people don't realize that costs money. It costs money, $1,250 on average per pre sink a statewide wow. election will cost you 5.8 million dollars wow. uh, so it's not to be taken lightly and I also say that if you can reduce elections you not only save money which I guarantee mm-hmm. number two we I think you can increase voter participation right more you have of something Absolutely. less importance you put on that's it. So, right so we have reduced those we did away with special legislative elections mm-hmm. we do have an exception to that if the vacancy occurs you can have an election and certify that person to go to a session to actually vote uh, most of the vacancies occur after that although i'm somewhat of a uh, tongue-in-cheek with that we only had one over that five years since i've passed the law we've had five so <laughs> I, I don't know what that says right, but yeah we have reduced it uh some 30 elections on average over a five-year span so that per that, year or just uh, per, over that five year okay, cycle. Okay. Yes. Because we had 32 that fell out of that 70 in a okay. category. So in theory, we reduced it uh, by 31 if you take that one out that was the exception. Um, so we want to continue to improve on that. We've mm-hmm. done some things like elongate how long someone can stay in it as an appointed office right. uh, on a local level up to 18 months instead of that below a year. Mm-hmm. And the p- purpose of that is to try to get people to consolidate these elections, right. share costs with other entities. Right. We also passed a bill that would now require uh, tax renewals to go on a regularly scheduled election so you don't get these uh, renewals on an offbeat deal no right. one knows about. Right. So we've done some little tweaks around the edges, but I will say that I'm starting to get great cooperation out of school boards, uh, local governments and the like uh, to try to assist me in that endeavor. But it, we got a long way to go. People have been so conditioned to having all of these elections and then, you know, people go from one office to the next, you know, just as an example here, not choosing a horse, but let's say Kip becomes lieutenant governor, then yeah. you're going to have to have a mayor. That's so right. in January when he assumes one job, so then you have a special election coming up in there March and then someone in some other place and they're all over the year and it's just expensive. It is very expensive. Or, or the state rep who runs for that open Senate seat, that tip, then you got to create a, a rep seat. It right. just goes on and on. It's like a domino effect. When you talk about getting the voter participation up it's always been something that's fascinating to me here where people on election day are wondering when the tigers are playing or you know what's going on are they going to be traveling out of town when you talk to your colleagues in other parts of the country are they running into the same problem the with voter, low voter, voter participation is a nationwide problem. Okay. So Louisiana is not out of the sink there. Some states are able to do a better job uh, in some cases. Where do we rank but among the southern states? We're kind of in the middle of the pack, Clay. Okay. Um, you know, and we've done, like I said, these honor vets programs, the the the, the early voting, uh, of course. You know, some states, and I, always, I want to point that out, each state is unique and different. Some mm-hmm. states have early voting, some states don't. Right. Uh, we have a week, some have two weeks, some have a more elongated period of time. I'll start them out earlier. Uh, some have photo ID laws, others don't. Yeah. Some have same-day registration, some don't. So we're all over the board. Uh, but the one thing we do is uh, we recognize those differences and whether you're a Democrat, Republican in the National Association, we recognize those differences. And what works in Oregon may not work in Louisiana. Absolutely. What works in Louisiana may not work in Tennessee. I will tell you this. Uh, we are what we call a top-down system. Uh, by that, I mean in, in a lot of states, uh, you have a, something driven by county. 
Uh-huh. Uh, so you may have a paper ballot in this county. Across the street, you may have a, an old lever machine, and then in the next county, have an electronic machine. So How do you uniform that? It, it, you don't. And that's why you, when uh, you hear like Florida, and yeah. no hit on Florida, but well, you often wonder, well, why do they constantly have right. all these problems? Yeah. They're driven by county. Yeah. And if you go back on that hanging chad issue yeah, with I remember. Bush and Gore, That's right. it was unfortunate that yeah. poor Secretary of State is an appointed Secretary of State. Right. They should have been interviewing that Brow County right. clerk who yeah. is the god of elections yeah. in that county. Um, so think about Louisiana with 64 different systems. Right. And I wouldn't want to be Secretary so, of State. So, so how do you, I mean, here in Louisiana, what do we use for the most part? I mean, are, are we... What system are we using for the most part? I'll just leave that as the question. We use an electronic machine, right. two different types. Okay. Uh, we use the edge machine, which is more that laptop that you see at early yeah. voting, like yeah. a suitcase, right. and, we, and then the much lighter weight machines and those old heavyweight uh, lever machines we right. used to use. We own all of our own machines. Mm-hmm. I use only my technicians on those machines. They're in our warehouses. We don't have contractors coming in, right. working with them and doing right. things. Right. A lot of states have that. Problems pursue. Begging for trouble. So. We have not had a, quote, problem on a machine count, uh, quite frankly, uh, certainly longer than I've been there. I think uh, some of those that have been around, say, over 20 years, you have to go back to those lever machines where you had those dials on the back and yeah. sometimes yeah. the thousands would get caught or what have you. Yeah. We don't have that. The, the important thing for your listening audience is this. We're not out in the cloud with this. Mm-hmm. Each machine has a separate cartridge that is delivered to that clerk the week before with our computer laptops. Sure. That clerk, I mean, that commissioner charge picks that cartridge up in the morning, puts that in the machine, in the back of the machine. After 8 o'clock, when all the paperwork is done, they yeah. retrieve that. Yeah. It is driven back to the clerk, inputted into that computer, in a closed line sent to us, and, and that's where you get your Good response. security system. Is it better now using uh, the digital system, electronic? I would assume it is, and probably more secure. Yes, sir. Very and, much so. But keeping it out of the cloud reduces the opportunity for some hacker to uh, get in. Absolutely. I, I, I don't like that. I don't no, like the concept I, of that. I don't like the concept either, and I hope we never go there. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you this, um, Clay, uh, one of the things is there's two things of, of my platform in the National Association mm-hmm. its current president. One is voter participation, yeah. which we're all got to find a solution yeah. to. Yeah. It's not an easy solution. No. You can't, you can't put make a gun to people go, that's to go right. vote. Right. And the second thing is technology and aging voting equipment across the country. Mm-hmm. It was all bought with HAVA dollars, federal dollars some 15, 20 years ago. Uh, that that useful life of those machines are, are approaching in the next five years. We have already started on that endeavor. We've already had a committee that reported to the legislature. I've already gone to Denver to look at my vendor with his new equipment. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I will tell you, it's going to be something as simple as an iPad. That that phone app that we tout, Go yeah. Vote, yeah. you can take a mock vote on that. Think about the concept of coming in to an express line, right. pass that phone under the iPad, populate the screen, cast ballot wow and think about now you may know who you're voting for for governor yeah. and hopefully secretary yeah. of state and others but <laughs> right. you probably are not aware of that those constitutional amendments That's that everybody right. freezes like a deer in headlights That's they right. read it three times right. and they still don't know what it means yeah. think about the ability through organizations club churches to be able to discuss that know how you're going to vote you can take that phone into the booth and be a more educated, informed voter and mm-hmm. reduce line length for people who are maybe in the booth too long. It's so funny when you bring up constitutional amendments and things like that. I always, you know, the, the, the local paper here, the advocate has always printed the sample ballot and people have a chance They're from par to all these groups that, that break out what right. an amendment means. I don't think you can, especially in Louisiana, I don't think you can go into that box and just go kind of, you know, close your eyes and pick one not knowing and then complain in a year when you realize it's something that's screwing you over. That's exactly correct. Most people even freeze and don't vote. Yeah. You know, as you go down ballot, they just don't exercise their right on that particular thing. Right. Uh, but if, just think of that concept where you could educate yourself, school yourself, ask others and take a more informed vote and be able to go in and do There's that. so much apathy, you know, either love or hate motivates people to go vote more than right. almost anything else. And that's a shame. I think lately it's more hate. More <laughs> hate. Is, it is <laughs> right. more hate because that's right. kind of the, and it, it's right. a shame because people go and vote for things because they're angry right. at somebody not really knowing what they're voting right. for. So you talked about, uh, I want to ask about something else here. Where I go and vote, I have to show my ID. Yes. Even though people there know who I am, uh, at least here because of what I've done all these years, but they still ask for my ID and I sign. 
Why is the ID thing such a controversial issue? I don't get I, it. I, I don't know, and I will say this. Louisiana's ID law was the second in the country. A right. lot of people don't realize we're second and third in a bunch of yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, in 1997, we have U.S. Justice Department mm-hmm. approval, mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll tell you the difference. Louisiana is very unique. It is an affidavit system. I've Explain. told my affidavit means, let's say, Clay is fishing, and he drops his wallet you know, off the bow of the boat mm-hmm. the day before election. Well, goodness, you know, you want to go vote. You go to your precinct. They know who you are, but they're going to ask, I don't have it. I felt it fell off the boat. They should ask you at that point for your mother's maiden name, social mm-hmm. security number. Mm-hmm. They'll verify that. You do an affidavit, you vote. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. audit those after the fact. Mm-hmm. In some of these states that have gotten into some recent trouble, like North Carolina, Texas, that yeah. have tried to do that, that same scenario I just gave you, you wouldn't be allowed to vote. That's where you get into the disenfranchisement, right. and rightfully so. And I've told them, do an affidavit. So, I, so that way. part makes a lot of sense yes. to me, the, the secondary process. But I've never gotten all the heat over, you know, IDs. Why should I have to show my ID? Of course you should show your yeah, ID. We do it in almost everything we do, even getting certain medications right. at the pharmacy Absolutely. or hotels. And a lot of people say, well, that's not apple for apple. But... Uh, just to ascertain who you are, no right. one has a problem with it in any other part of society. I right. just don't understand. And I will say this. We don't get a lot of complaints or backlash on that. No, I when don't hear When you hear it about it, yeah. quite frankly, is outside groups that come yeah. in, stir people up yeah. from out of state. That's right. And, you know, our state, and I just always say, hey, we've been doing it since 1997. <laughs> yeah, right. We got justice approval. Right. What's the problem? Right. We don't have a problem in local elections. Right. When you get to a presidential election, maybe even a statewide, you get some pushback. But if you really dig down into the weeds, you're going to find it's, it's individuals kind of stir it up, mm-hmm. usually from out of state, they mm-hmm. come in and you see it a lot in presidential Agitators. Budget. Yeah. So what, what age group? I, obviously, older voters tend to be more consistent, yes. chronic voters. Yes. What's the second group? Is it, is it that uh, 2554 group? I mean, well, let me go this way. Let me be more specific. How are young people performing? I'm talking not 21 good. to 25. Not, not good, good, Clay. Not good. Uh, wow. Let me touch on that. Uh, that 18 to 28, 29 yeah. is yeah. the lowest uh, registered voter of the group, uh, around 50%. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're really Only 50% are registered? Are registered. So you can see how that drives that 85% thing. <laughs> we are trying everything we do, outreach. And one of the things that I'm trying to do, I've got all the student body presidents from private and public colleges mm-hmm. I met with last year. They're going to take it on as a project. I want to change the way we do the ID. You know, the school okay. IDs are different. Uh, yeah. Some don't have electronic signature or signature. Yeah. Most have pictures, but I need both. Yeah. If we could go to a uniform ID like the military, mm-hmm. you know, you're in the Navy, yeah. Air yeah. Force, Marines, yeah. it's the same it's ID card. Yeah. Yeah. It may say Marines at the top with the Marine colors or U.S. Navy with the but it's the same card. But there's uniformity there. I'm trying to work with Pew Foundation on a grant where we could have the same ID physically Still have purple and gold. Mm-hmm. Still have Southern University. Mm-hmm. Still have UL, mm-hmm. Raging Cajuns. Mm-hmm. But the card is the same, electronic signature picture. That way we could add that to an appropriate ID. And this is the most important thing. Think about a student who is from uh, St. Tammany Parish here at LSU. Okay. Uh, he or she has to get a paper ballot, go home for early voting, or go home for voting election Which day. is a nice little drive that, from here. That new iPad system yeah. will enable me when we embark on that in the mm-hmm. next three to four years, to be able to allow them through a precinct at the student union on LSU's campus to be able to use that ID. Because think about when you early vote now and you go to the uh, archives here mm-hmm. in Baton Rouge. Yeah. You don't go to your precinct. Right. But they give you that card that's identifying in that machine to your specific precinct. Think about the ability to be able to do that statewide. And, or for you in Shreveport on yeah. business yeah. to be able to... I'm, I'm registered in St. Tammany Parish, and even though I can walk across the parking lot to the archives 600 feet, to, mm-hmm. I can't vote in Baton Rouge. Mm. I can't under this new system. So let's talk about that with, with using the phone, using the iPad. How do you ensure that it, the technology is not compromised? Okay, not in the cloud. Okay. Not in the cloud, number one. So it's just on your it, individual device. It's just on your individual device okay. when you populate that screen on that iPad. Right. It's strictly in there on a right. Wi-Fi. It is not hanging out there for somebody to come in and Okay. Uh, and, and again, same clothesline system. I want to emphasize, I'll all, not always, but for at least the next decade, I'll have machines there because there's always going to be somebody intimidated by that process. Mm-hmm. 
uh, not comfortable, don't have an iPhone, whatever it may be. So we'll still have the traditional machines there in place, uh, but at some point we'll wean off of that, probably 10, 20, yeah. whatever that yeah. may be as, as the generations move on. What scares you the most on election day, statewide, in regions, in parishes? When you wake up every day, you've got a list of things that you hope never happen. Well, Obviously some form of violence at one of your precincts, sure. but... What, what aside from that, what is something that scares you, or what are some things that, uh, that make you afraid? Technical difficulties, mm. or something uh, that would prohibit us from getting the results in a timely fashion. Okay. I mean, uh, I always have a saying that the last thing I want is uh, you interviewing me or a camera in <laughs> front right. of me. You're not there to tell me what a great election I just right. had. I, right. I have to be under the radar. Nobody knows who I am because that's a good election. But that's the thing that concerns me the most is is some just massive breakdown in technology mm -hmm. uh, that would cause me heartburn. Now, we have backup machines for all of our machines. Mm -hmm. If we have to, we can go to a paper ballot. So we have backup systems, and we double-check and triple-check and have some things we don't even disclose of how we balance to make sure that's an accurate vote. All right. Uh, if you want me to tell you what my biggest concern is, it's paper ballots. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I mean, there's some states that go all paper ballot, quite frankly. I just can't understand uh, But, that. I mean, if you could just think for one minute, like going to a universal yeah. registration. Yeah. Everybody registered. They yeah. mail out paper ballots to everybody that's registered. I have no control to know who actually voted that. The that's signature right. may look okay. Right. But I don't know if you just signed it, an elderly person, and somebody else voted it. Right. I, 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 hey. Again, each state picks what they want to do, plus the, the results on that type of system, you're not going to get results at 10 or 11 o'clock election. No. It might take you a week, right? two weeks. But why do that. we want to, and we do it too much, institutionalize laziness? Because well, that's basically what it is. That's it. It's, people look, who say, I should be, I, you know, I've heard discussions with people who say, I want to vote from home. No. Look, it's a personal responsibility. Yeah. And it, like everything else in society now, we don't think that exists. And right. to be honest with you, to a certain degree, that may be one of the problems in that uh, you vote. But they look, we all went to college. Yeah. We all went to school. Yeah. They have their mind on something else. Oh, absolutely. But, but there are more of an in, of a, a millennials are more of a instant gratification issue. Now, no I question. Think, I think this ID, I think precincts on campus We'll get them back engaged. Mm -hmm. But the nature of an 18-year-old to a 26-year-old, and me included, I, you know, I wasn't that engaged. No, I mean, I was, I'm, you know, absolutely. So, I mean, in all yeah. fairness to all everyone at that age. They're pretty group, normal. That's right. But after that, it's still not as high as it ought to be. It, it I mean, in, in, in the 30-plus, 35-plus, we're still not and, blowing the and, doors and off. Clay, to guys, you and I, it's a concern yeah. to me looking down. down so let's road. talk about that. So high-profile elections like the presidential elections, you get high voter turnout yes. because of all of the buzz around it. Right. There's not a ton of buzz around the governor's race this year, which is so interesting right. to me. Very much, there's not a lot going not any on. Any of it. So you can I, imagine my race. <laughs> it's probably in the, in the well, single digits. But I do believe yeah. you're going to win. I think yeah. you've been successful, and I think you deserve another term. But let's talk about the turnout. Right. I don't expect there to be great turnout. We we. I'm somewhat shooting in the dark with this. I only have historic data, but I'm pegging it at around 50. But you know what? 50% no, but Let me say, out? I'm getting a little worried about that prediction. Whew. Because, I mean, look at the data at LSU. They did yeah. a study about a month ago. Less than a third of the population even knew there was a governor's race. Which is so, startling. But historically, if you go back on these types of elections, which yeah. is all I have to do at this point, yeah. somewhere between 45 and 50, but the telltale will be after early voting mm -hmm. or doing that, I'll be able to give that a little bit more scientifically. But right now, I'm just using historic data. The trend in the last couple of election cycles, like last year, showed women outperform men. Always. And, and, and it's interesting. It was like a 10-point spread, at yes, least sir. in the races I was watching. Is that consistent across yes. the state? Uh, yes. And let me, let me give this statistic, which I think is interesting. Of that 85% third in the country registered, uh, White female is 97.4. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I may have my decimals off. Uh, African-American women are 96.8. Uh, white wow. white male, like 81.7. And African-American gentleman, like 78.1. That wow. all blended together yeah. it gives yeah. you that 2.9, 85%. Okay. But, but women undoubtedly are the most active, the most registered. Oh, yeah. And most active. And I will tell you this, if you look at all of the early polling and all the races statewide, mm -hmm. you'll see about a 25 to 29 percent undecided vote. Mm -hmm. It's almost dominantly women. 
It's interesting. Why do you think that is? Well, I, I think women uh, will study issues a little bit more yeah. uh, and look at ads. You know, yeah. women are typically very turned off to negative ads yep. Yep. Uh, of a candidate will yep. go the other way. Uh, so the, the, a different mindset. Men seem to, to jump out early, pick a candidate, mm-hmm. and stick and, with them. That's, that's how we shop. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> and so, I mean, it, it's, it's uh, you know, the Mars-Venus argument. Uh, <laughs> but, right. uh, but, but m- almost all of the statewide's almost in a range, a margin of error, about 3 or 4% of undecided, and almost 85% of it is all women vote. Wow. So women will decide uh, almost every election out there. And... Uh, uh, and hey, I'm not knocking them. I'll be married 44 years in January. I, <laughs> that's, you know, that's right. You know. But it's just interesting yeah. to see how it is across the country, and yeah. not just in voting, but and that's a side discussion. But even in spending money, more right. advertisers are targeting women, absolutely messaging to absolutely. women now, absolutely. and it's an important thing. So going into this, you talked mm-hmm. about the thing that most makes you afraid on election day. What about the thing you've been the most proud of in your time as Secretary of State? You know, just think about Louisiana. We, we you know, you don't read about Louisiana with problems. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that there is a depiction and a prejudice. A lot of people will say, oh, you know, if you I often say this, if you went out on a late night talk show in the streets of New York and you asked a man on the street, including a Louisiana, if they walked up, name me the top 20 states of election integrity, process, procedure and innovation. Would they name Louisiana? No. No. Because we're perceived southern state, yeah. the whole deal. Yeah. I mean, look, we have a very checkered political past. Oh, Let's yeah. say it. I say it. We yeah. belonged in the national voting Absolutely. rights uh, pre-clearance state of no the doubt. six. Yeah. But when you look at the statistics of uh, on page 15 of that Supreme Court decision, when you see a 49-point spread in 1965 between African-American participation and white participation, mm-hmm. and now you see that less than 2%, almost mm-hmm. 1.5%, yeah. and look at those statistics, African-American women, white, you almost can see the same. that we total yeah. parity. Yeah. African-American participation outstriped white in the last presidential election. So, I yeah. mean, we, we were only one of two states to increase voter participation. So we have a good story to tell and one that we're getting out there, and I will tell you this, the, the, those into the election field uh, mm-hmm. who have nothing better to do <laughs> that need to get a life like me, <laughs> in that net, they are recognizing what Louisiana is doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pew Foundation. Right. Pew Foundation sings our praises yeah. everywhere they go. I mean, I, I've been asked to go to Texas and Florida and other states to talk on various issues. Uh, Louisiana is one of the original 15 states of sharing data Absolutely. With on the board of, of the Aaron system. Um, we're doing some good stuff here. Uh, I'm very proud of it. Uh, some of it emulated with some of my predecessors. Yeah. But, you know, like I, I'll tell you, I, I talked to Go Vote. Uh, Go Vote by name, uh, Jay Darden started. Right. Now, there was no system in there. No. Matter of fact, we, uh, we, it was strictly on paper. Mm-hmm. I brought it to the next level with the app. Right. Go Biz on our business side mm-hmm. uh, uh, is quite unique. We are only the third, fourth state. I think Kentucky beat me out for third. Uh, it's a true one stop. Uh, you think about it. Well, we, I'll tell you, yeah. I got a couple of companies and it's always easy. They send you that alert to keep up with, you know, the, cert- the, the yes, cert- certification you have to have here. It's I've never had any problems. Well, let me tell you what we did in the last 60, 90 days. Now, when you reserve that name for that snowball stand and you file your LLC corporate documents, go to your bank, open your checking out. Think about it. You have to then leave and go see. Department of Revenue, mm-hmm. give them all the same information mm-hmm. to get a coupon book to make your tax. Right. You leave, you, you leave uh, uh, that, you go to Workforce Commission, mm-hmm. no labor. Again, all the same. Yep. Repetition, repetition, yeah. government, governatorial red tape, red yep. tape. Now, all you do is, I'm going to get, you're going to spend a little bit more time on the front end. We've got to get people to understand yeah. that. Maybe a few extra. But this is when you're starting? No, we already started it. Okay. Days ago. Okay. It's Go Biz. Okay. I drop load the information overnight. Those two agencies come in and get it. They just mail you the coupon book. Oh, that's good. And we'll add others as we go. Uh, 78% of the business used to have to come to my office in Baton Rouge yep. or mail it. You do yep. online. 2 a.m. on Christmas Eve, if you have nothing else to do, you can get that. You know, courts will take it, uh, whether you're getting a divorce or getting married yeah. or your property settlement yeah. or tra- property transfers. Uh, it's all right there. We're very proud of it. We have alerts now for fraud issues in that particular arena. So g- good stuff. 
I don't think people you know, know that you're out of your office. People, you, you certify your business for Louisiana in your office. I, I, well, I, I guess the average person, because not everybody owns right. a business or would do that, you but know, that is happening in your office. We have over 650,000 filings. I mean, we yeah. do all the non-attorney notaries in yeah. conjunction with LSU with yeah. testing. Uh, 15 museums, mm-hmm. uh, one of the most stressed part of my department when cuts come. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I will tell you this. Uh, we had a threat in April with mid-year cuts that I thought I was going to have to close some or bring them down to one, two days a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, local communities and friends group came together, gave us money to keep those operations going to June. We got f- really fully funded back in July. Uh, and actually, we did so well in saving money, I gave the money back. Wow. Uh, so Wait, I wasn't, wasn't going to return that g- to the Treasury, <laughs> believe me. And, uh, you know, State Archives, yeah. great genealogy library. Yeah. I could go on and on and on. But there's just a multitude of things that people do not realize that Secretary of State's office does. But that most important thing that mm-hmm. I take a paternal protection to is the election process. Yeah. I always said, you lose confidence in your election and process procedure you turn into a third world country, literally. Overnight. No question. And, and I never hear people complaining about the election process here. Whether or not people actually get off their backsides to go vote is something else. I remember when Fox was in office after Katrina and all of what went on after that time and, you know, people all over. And the fact that the, the state was able to pull that off Amazing. and it wasn't a massive crisis Amazing. is unbelievable. There's never been an election like that. And I will tell you, uh, Clay, uh, Louisiana was called into service uh, immediately when, when the uh, Sandy was approaching mm-hmm. the East Coast mm-hmm. with those mm-hmm. seven states, contacted us. We did conference calls and a ton of conference calls telling them how to do it, what right. to do, what to anticipate. From that, the National Association formed a standing committee. I was its initial chairman. And, and we're now doing things as model legislation across the 50 states, whether it be an earthquake or an atomic attack or a hurricane, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. it's the same problem. You still have to have the election. How do you do it when you don't have electricity mm-hmm. and other things that you take for granted today? So uh, we are the, literally, the, from Katrina, are the model nationwide no question. why that was done. And for people listening who don't know, John Fox McKithen was our Secretary of State. Uh, two Secretary of States ago Correct. before, uh, well, you know, actually, no, three. Actually, because, actually it was uh, Al Ader. At, uh, Ader was there. Yeah, Ader, because yeah. Fox, as you know, I don't remember if he had passed or he was in a coma, but Al, uh, who did a fabulous yeah. job yeah. in a, a non-10-month period yeah. that he was interim. Uh, Al's a, a great American yeah. who served in a legislature Absolutely. with him. And uh, super guy, he did a tremendous yeah, job. Yeah, that was Al. And, you know, we had in 08, Gustav hit here. And there were the presidential elections. Now, obviously, we didn't have 10 feet of water right. in downtown Baton Rouge, right. but still a lot of folks moving a lot around. A of confusion. Yeah. As you know, heck, I lived here for about a six mm-hmm. weeks because uh, I live in St. Tammany and was hit. Uh, not severely, but lost electricity and some other things. But um, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, things were in total turmoil. You had people in Houston, Atlanta. We literally went there to malls. We conducted elections. There mm-hmm. were signs. There were radio broadcasts. Al went around with staff. I mean, it was an incredible deal that today is still the benchmark and the gold bar standard of how to hold an election in a crisis. So it's kind of an odd question, but, you know, on election days, it's a period in our country where, especially national elections, where people are traveling the same routine, going to vote for president. Have you had any seminars or calls with the feds about any terrorism preparation being prepared for things right. like that anything that you may be able, you may not be no, able to share what I mean, you've talked uh, about uh, with them, only but. in general clay okay. i mean we do get some uh things usually through the nasa association we have had uh, fbi and homeland security talk to uh at nas on various occasions we get some uh, uh insight to things but nothing of any magnitude uh, uh i guess it would fall in line of some massive crisis that mm-hmm. you know would be probably that would be the least of our problems at that mm-hmm. particular moment but uh, we do get some, but I would not say anything of an alarming nature. So let's talk now about your candidacy for re-election. I mean, you've, you've done a good job. Louisiana has stayed scandal-free. How about that phrase? <laughs> scandal-free in Louisiana in the same <laughs> sentence. But we've stayed scandal-free. Uh, you know, voter registration is up. Turnout, obviously, is something you can't control. But you know, tell people why you should be re-elected. I think this thing spins on experience, experience, experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do not think that this job is an entry-level position, mm-hmm. and I mean no disparity to my opponent sure. whatsoever. Uh, but, you know, uh, I, I have the experience, local government, uh, state senate, 
and I understand the budget. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, sometimes na being naive on some things, I mean, there's some things that my challenger has said, well, I could just do this and this. Well, no, I can't. I mean, the state legislature does that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and he may know that. And I, look, I always said, I understand he's a challenger. <laughs> you say that. But uh, you've got to understand the budget. You've got to know how to maneuver that legislature. And mm -hmm. number one, uh, you know, I, when I actually won the position, I had been there already three years as right. first assistant, right. uh, one year seating in a position. So I just went back to work the next day. Mm -hmm. I mean, do we really in January want to rebuild the staff and conduct a presidential election in nine months? I, I just don't think so. And it's going to be and some kind of a presidential election. It if is you look going to at be a doozy. It could no be a three-party. It could be a three-candidate presidential there's no election. Doubt. And, I mean, if there's ever a time and place. And let me say this to you on that. Uh, you know, the fastest-growing party is a non-party that's right independent yeah and it's crossing racial lines yeah, party right. lines yeah. whether it be r's or d's yeah. or whatever it may be it's an incredible phenomenon a lot of the youth mm -hmm. are going in that direction and it certainly says something about going forward those candidates who maybe are not one of the major mm -hmm. parties in another decade or so could be well, winners could and that's going to be that's so interesting you bring that up because you know the kids are looking at both of the big parties and saying ah, i don't want to be right. a part of either one of those and they're going to no party which will have a voice going forward now trump has signed an agreement with the the national republican party saying that he would not challenge but yeah. i don't know that you should say that that's a guarantee right it's controversial because with three when we haven't seen that obviously three major candidates since 91 92 that's, elections that's correct. um so as you start to build through this year and obviously you've got the statewides uh, and the regionals like the bessie races that are going on right. Starting next year, you're back in there, you're preparing, because Louisiana has uh, our own caucus or, or what, primary that happens We have here. our own presidential preference primary. Yeah. And, and, you know, keep in mind, I've got to go run off November 21st. Mm -hmm. Then we break for, you know, the holiday there. I mean, we, we, don't, we really don't Actually, break much. Actually, no, because, because it's the Saturday before Thanksgiving. I'm still trying to certify votes through right. Thanksgiving. Right. Then, okay, Christmas. Right. But we come right back, uh, qualifying February, March, April for local mayoral elections. That's right. Then only in November, we have a presidential preference, and then we have the biggie that's right. in November. So there is no downtime. None. Jeez. None. I mean, it's amazing. How big is your staff? We have a staff of right at 310, and that's wow. a little deceiving. Uh, Clay, I thought it would be more. You have well, it, it is because when you factor in the register of voters yeah. in 64 parishes and all of their employees, mm -hmm. we do all the HR function for them. Okay. So add another 300. So we're but those are independent offices. That Correct. have to serve under the general authority, though, of the Secretary yeah, of State. Yeah, and it's not even really that. They appointed by local government. Okay. It's a, it's a crazy deal. But they have to comply to regulations that come out of your office. They got to comply to state law with somewhat that quarterback, but okay. they are a separate a autonomous person appointed by local government. Mm -hmm. And then after that, they're independent, but work with me just like your clerk would. Mm -hmm. So I've got 64 clerks, 64 registers, 128 folks that work in conjunction with my office to put that together. And look, they all do a fabulous job. But I will tell you, there's no such thing as a flawless election. No. I mean, there's always going to be, you know, custodian could sleep in late to open the door. Maybe they <laughs> changed the key and they didn't let right. him know. Right. Or you could get in an accident. He could be sick. There's things that happen, but it's how you respond to that and how you document that. Right. And uh, we think we do a darn good job. So, you know, the governor's race happens. This is interesting talking about downsizing the number of elections. There are a couple of scenarios here where there could be a statewide election if if Vitter ends up being uh, governor. And so there's going to have to be an appoint. He, he can appoint someone there. That is right? correct. Uh, does this person serve? How long is that period after he appoints? As far as them? I know, it's all the way to the completion of the term. So the completion of the term, which will be interesting. Right. Obviously, Kip here is running for lieutenant governor, right. and you know, uh, if he, he becomes lieutenant governor, he got another election. For so how do you how do you work that out though? Because do you do a special election? Because the mayor's election is next well, year. Well, in, in Kip's uh, scenario, it would probably just be an appointed. Okay, uh, they would do probably the parish uh, president or something because it'd right. be a short sprint. You, it'd be. Uh, qualifying would, I think, open up February, so you're not going to have a big gap. There. So what do you do? I mean, he's both he's both the the mayor and the parish president. I mean, how do you right. how do you deal? Uh, how do, what do you do about that? Well, that would be something that parish government would have to look at their charter. Oh see dear exactly, God! Yeah, what what that calls for? Because <laughs> each parish, each municipality, or whatever, has a unique charter 
uh, some uh, Larson Act uh, issues, yeah. but uh, Baton Rouge is certainly a consummatic form of government. So we'd have to look at that charter to tell you. So quickly here, talking about the elections, places for information. If people, because qualifying has now come and right. gone, we've had candidates in places drop off of ballots because, oh, Correct. is, so uh, I know of a particular race down in New Orleans where a chal- an incumbent had three challengers, now two, now one. Right. So there, this will be over in October, into this, uh, this coming month. Correct. Where can people see ballots? You can go to my website, okay. just, uh, you know, you can go to that Go Vote. Mm-hmm. It's now mm-hmm. up on that app. Or you can just go to secretaryofstate.la.gov. Uh, and you'll see all of it right there to direct you to it. Um, you know, 575 uh, open elections still to be decided. Uh, we have still, uh, we had 43 uh, withdrawals. We had fought, we have 40 contestments, legal actions, and we're waiting for decisions so that number could decrease right. or in, uh, go the other way. Four constitutional amendments yeah. on that October 24th, yeah. pre- predominantly centering around transportation mm-hmm. issues and transportation funds and, and uh, dedications. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's a great process. It's one that I, uh, it really keeps my blood flowing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, as you can tell, I'm passionate That's about right. it. And uh, I, I just think we've got a good record to, to show. And I say us because it's a collective group oh, sure. in my office. Yes, I'm the leader of the top and set the agenda. But... Uh, uh, I'm always wanting to give credit to my staff. They make me look good each and every day, both on the business side, archives, museums, Amen. and certainly elections. I say the same thing. Quickly, if people want to know more about your candidacy, your re-election campaign, yeah. how can they get more information about yeah, that? Just go to Tom, TomShedler.com. And, That's uh, pretty easy. You know, it's an easy one. <laughs> You know, in a lot of ways, the Internet has made things easier. Yeah. In some ways, it's complicated yeah. it, things, it, it too. Is. It, it, it has, good and the bad and the other. <laughs> that's, you that's know right. that. Yeah. Tom Shedler, Louisiana Secretary of State. Listen, after the, the first round of elections are over uh, at next month, I almost want to say this month now, seeing as how October. <laughs> by, the, by the time people hear this show, it'll be October. Yeah. I'd love to have you back after Listen, that. Listen, I would love to. And, you know, uh, as you know, I mean, October 24th is my election day, but it's also a work night for that's me. Right, so right. I'll be following my election uh, privately, but uh, I've got the whole thing to run. And uh, so it, uh, I'll be up late, uh, not with my election, but I'll celebrate <laughs> for a few seconds, but I'll be. Uh, Get back to work. Tom, thank you for being here. Between there and then, I'd love to. Let's do it. Tom Shedler, thanks, buddy. Promote your business or organization on podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Clay Young here with John Fabry with Infinity of Baton Rouge and Infinity of Lafayette. You know, if you go on a search engine and search Infinity of Baton Rouge or Lafayette, you see reviews. And John... Man, you got to be blushing by all of the accolades you're getting. Well, we've been fortunate. You know, we have a great staff, and uh, we're not perfect by any means. But if you check all the review sites, mm-hmm. you know, Auto uh, Dealer Rater, Google, right. you right. know, there's a host of them out there. We do have we do rate well, and uh, the best way is to check with customers that that have done business with us. Of course, we have a great product. We feel like we have a great staff. We understand people want to get in, get out, and have a pleasant experience, and we've had a lot of success with that. But, again, you know, before you want to come in, if you want to check out our reviews, there's plenty of them there for you to, to review. And uh, give us a call. We'd love to do business. It's a hassle-free experience in Baton Rouge, InfinityBR.com, and in Lafayette, InfinityLAF.com. Welcome back to The Clay Young Show. Good conversation about what's on the horizon with elections and the electorate here in Louisiana with current Louisiana Secretary of State Tom Shedler. We will try to get him back the week after the elections to break down how the turnout looked and, you know, what do we expect moving into the runoff elections that will be on November 21st, the Saturday before Thanksgiving. Wow, that's it's kind of crazy. So we'll talk with Tom Shedler. We appreciate him coming on the show and being with us. I think he's a he's a nice guy and he comes across as a genuinely nice guy. And I think you guys caught that impression as well. Listening to him next week, our guest will be David Savona with Cigar Aficionado magazine. 
I am looking forward to that conversation. We're going to talk about the magazine, how it got started, how he got into the industry, his love of cigars. We're going to talk about Cuba, the the some of the things that go along with smoking cigars, and uh, he'll give insight on all of that on next week's show. I am looking very forward to it. Have you been keeping up with college football? Let me tell you something. I cannot see any other person winning the Heisman Trophy unless Leonard Fournette has a colossal meltdown over the next few weeks. I can't see anybody beating him. Even if his performances are cut in half, if he's and think about it, if you judge it on the last week, he's still rushing for almost 130 yards. But even if his performances are cut in half, he's still heads and head and shoulders above any other player that could be considered for that award. I mean, just unbelievable. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when LSU goes up to play Alabama. Alabama's hurting a little bit right now. Oh, and we'll see what happens when the Tigers go up and beat the hell out of. I mean, uh, play them in Tuscaloosa. So that'll happen. Now, in terms of the NFL, as you listen to this now, uh, the Saints are 0-3. I really didn't see that coming. I thought the defense would be a little bit better. Drew Brees is hurt, but I think after watching uh, the backup quarterback, McCown, get in and play the way that he did last Sunday, maybe Brees is feeling a little bit better and thinks he ought to get into the game. And then, of course, my beloved 49ers are sucking eggs right now. It's just it's, it's bad. Bad, bad, bad. But hey, it's football. That's why we love it. And I always tell people I enjoy it as a sport. And until they start sending me a game check, I don't think I'm going to live and die on it. Yep. Well, hopefully you guys enjoy the rest of your day. And we appreciate you listening. Don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter at Clay Young BR on Twitter. And of course, Facebook backslash Clay Young and always, you can email me directly from the site, podcast225.com. That's clay at podcast225.com. See you next week. As our guest is David Savona. You can download the show at iTunes, get it at the website, and now on the Talk 107.3 app, it's a free app. Download it now. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.